You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chat. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Five minutes left in the second quarter. Canadian Football League. Calgary 15, Ottawa 4. 15-4 in favor of Calgary. Elks back at it on Saturday at the BC Lions. 3.30 for the countdown to kick off with Brendan Escott. Dave Campbell and Morley Scott will describe the action starting at 5 as uh, the Elks look for their first win of the season. BC coming in at 1 and 0. Oh. Yeah, U.S. Open today. Just incredible. Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley both shooting 62. 8 under par at the Los Angeles Country Club. And just checking because there are still players on the course. So Brian Harmon, he is six under through 12. So a couple of birdies, he could tie that 62. Scores are low, for especially for a U.S. Open. They usually make these courses extremely punishing. Uh, I mean, there's been several years in which a score over par has won the tournament. So uh, what do we have today? We have 25 golfers uh, under par, either finish their round or still playing. So we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that one for sure. 7804960063 if you want to get in touch Kellen Kennedy is down the uh, hallway monitoring the uh, the text and some of the stuff coming in there yes he's in the uh, control how are you doing by the way buddy I'm doing good what's uh, what's going on in the your your big wrestling guy what's going on in the world of wrestling these days is is it SummerSlam yet uh SummerSlam's in August we actually oh. have a huge wrestling event coming to Edmonton in about what two two and a half weeks time something like that uh, Wednesday July 5th AEW Dynamite emanates from Rogers Place. Are, are you going to go? I will be there. And what is sorry? What is AEW again? AEW is uh, it's the competitive. It's it's kind of the modern day equivalent to WCW. So it's the it's the competitive league to the, the WWE monopoly, if you will. Oh, I thought maybe the A stood for Alberta. <laughs> no, that's we're still in talks with. with I, I liked your chuckle there. That, so. You're like, yeah, well, we have the SLA, the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling. We are mm. the founders and co-presidents of that organization. That's right. Yes, we we have never had any sort of difficulties at all. No, not at all. Our our no uh, controversy. Board are very no finan- Yeah, we're very yeah. We have a champion. Uh, what is it? Roadhammer is our our champion, and mm-hmm. Greaser is our intercontinental champion. That's right. A couple of guys who text in. We might have tag belts, tag team belts. Soon we'll have too. to get a tag team belt at some point. Anyway, all right. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay, yeah, I'm sure people are on the edge of their seats over that. All right. He has joined us all throughout the season for Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. Born in Edmonton, it is Kelly Rudy. Check it in. Kelly, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's hard to imagine, Reed. It's our last one of the year again. Uh, you know, we start up usually September, October, and all of a sudden we're here, what, middle of June, and uh, the season's over. We're both going to have a great summer. Well, and and, it, it, I, and you, you've been on this show a long time. It, it's 10 seasons for you and me together, which is pretty fun. That's amazing, isn't it? Holy cow, that's gone by so quickly, too. 
Yeah, uh, well, I know for me, it's still like that's the guy I used to watch play uh, for the Islanders and the Kings. I feel like I didn't see as much for the Sharks, but no, certainly exactly. uh, all those battles you had with the Oilers as a member of the Kings. And of course, you know, 93, we talk about uh, off and on. So yeah, it's 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 been a blast, of course. And uh, uh, I hope you're back next year, but we got to put the capper on this season. What was it like in Vegas, first of all, seeing the, uh, the cup get handed out and all the celebration? It was fabulous. Uh, that I don't know if you saw. I don't know exactly what it's called. Uh, outside Team Mobile, that uh, big square where they had the concerts and things. Uh, and man, alive! That was just uh, amazing to watch. In fact, every time we had a game in Vegas, the three times we had games there, uh, we'd have our production meeting on set, and then usually have about 45 minutes until I like to get back on set before we go live to air again. And uh, I used there's this beautiful uh, upper lobby area where you can look out on that area, and it just gave me so much uh, energy and enthusiasm because you could just feel the crowd, and then the while the the crowd is filing into the uh, Team Mobile Arena, you feel their energy, and it was just amazing. Uh, like Vegas has really turned into a great hockey city. They love it. Uh, you know where the Vegas uh, Golden Knights have their practice rink, and most of the guys live. They're hockey mad, and they're they have a junior hockey program that now is really improving. And so this is a really exciting time for the league, and Vegas is a big part of it. Well, and they just took it to the Panthers in that game. I mean, I guess it was moderately interesting for 25 minutes or so that <laughs> they just uh, blew. I, I mean, it's it's final minute of the game, still hopping after rebounds and burying them. Stone wanted the, the hat trick. I mean, the, yeah. I think relentless is a great word to describe that team. Yep, that's right. And you don't have to feel badly for the Panthers. I mean, Vegas did what they're supposed to do, right? And I've always said, you know, uh, if if you're going to play that style, let's instead of winning uh, 7-2, let's make it 9-3 or whatever. Let's really bury them. And, and that's what they did. As you mentioned, I love that word. They're relentless. Uh, I will say this, uh, and I think everybody picked up on it, even George McPhee and when he was talking uh, with, uh, I think it was David and uh, Elliot after that, uh, they looked nervous to start with, like really nervous. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, we might be going back to Florida because, you know, if Florida would have scored there and they had some really good chances, but Aiden Hill made about, I'd say three or four really big saves in the first period. He only faced eight shots, but three or four of them were excellent opportunities. And and as you know, you watch a lot of hockey, get that, uh, that first goal or two and momentum all of a sudden changes and they've got life and uh, and that's kind of how I played or that's how it played out but fortunately for Vegas they got on track the, with the stone shorthanded goal and that was it so and look I, I sometimes I hate to do this to you but we got to tell stories based on your experiences Florida loses in five games in the yep. other team's building and the final you know half of that period or longer, I guess, for them. You know which way it was going to go. 1993, yeah. you guys go to Montreal. You're down 3-1. They make it 4-1 in the third. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you're, you're sitting there in the other team's building in the middle of the other team's crowd, kind of watching them enjoy it. What, what's, what's that like? How tough is that? Yeah, well, uh, the, the final, I don't know, I think they scored with about nine minutes left in the third. I could be wrong to make it 4-1. 
Uh, and so at that point, it's pretty much over. I think with about four or five minutes to go, uh, I'm down in my end and uh, we're not getting many chances at all. I think we only finished with something like 18 or 19 shots that night. So we didn't have much of a push after. And it's... Uh, it's really a terrible feeling knowing that you're not going to win. You're in the cup final. It's so difficult to get to that situation. I will tell you this read though, that I don't know much about their celebration because after we shook hands, I got off the ice. Like I didn't watch them uh, celebrate. I didn't watch them lift the cup, nothing. I was, uh, and back then it wasn't the ceremony that it is now. Like the league does a really great job. I don't know if you saw the little mini fireworks behind yeah. when handing out the cup and it's really gone to a different level it's really big time now back then it wasn't quite the case and so uh, I know all of us just headed back quickly to our dressing room and Barry Melrose uh, talked to us uh, briefly which is really cool because he's left us with a really important message and and I'm sure Paul Maurice would have done the same well, and then you could kind of get out of it. I I saw the Ekblad quote. It's like, yeah, I'm watching everything on Instagram the last day and right. half all the say. I mean, that's so much for uh, the the losing team being able. I, I guess guys are usually pretty good at putting their phones away, but you, it's probably hard to avoid anything. I mean, I assume you you guys got out of Montreal and you didn't have to see any of it after that. Well, it was scary leaving. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the stories, but you, there was a riot in Montreal, uh, not not nearly as bad as in uh, Vancouver in 2011 when they lost uh, at home, but it was bad. I mean, we were getting on our bus outside the Montreal Forum and people tr- were trying to uh, tip it over, and that's not an exaggeration. The bus was rocking back and forth, and not only were we scared for ourselves, but we were really afraid of somebody on either side of the bus. If the bus tips, right, you'd get caught underneath it. And so it was a really dangerous situation. And I I believe uh, the police had to come and sort of escort us out there because it was getting out of control. And I know there was quite a bit of damage done in downtown Montreal. Yeah, I do remember that, that it unfortunately got out of hand. And that's uh, sometimes mm-hmm. the ugly side of, uh, of a team winning. Kelly Rudy joining us, or losing, as you said, in Vancouver that one year. Yeah. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on uh, Inside Sports, uh, breaking down the, the Stanley Cup final. What do you think of the injured list that uh, the Panthers wound up having? Well, I'm always torn with that. Like, I understand that's today's sports and you get the message out and you, all the information leaks, but uh, I just don't know. what What is the need to tell everybody how badly injured that you were throughout the playoffs. I I don't get it. I, you know, I understand, you know, it's a new way of communicating and this people want information differently now, but, you know, uh, having said that, when you hear the extent of the injuries and now Ekblad won't start uh, next season on time because of surgery he needs. And uh, I don't know how Matthew Kachuk even played game four, considering he had a broken sternum. I can't imagine uh, the pain he felt, but that wouldn't have been unlike uh, guys, you know, in our time we had severe injuries and, you know, you, you miss months of your summer trying to rehab because you're so banged up that you, you know, you're trying to make it for the start of next season. So I know I went on a bit of a rant there, but I just, I'm confused by it sometimes. No, I actually, I, I'm glad you put it that way because I've never heard anybody say that before. That you, you're kind of like, yeah. Why, why bother? Everybody's probably yeah. hurt to some extent. Yeah. 
this start is this this about five or seven years ago it seemed that as soon as the season is over whether you're you make the playoffs or not it, it seems like there's a a rush to get out everybody's injury and i i don't understand that really <laughs> that's that's an interesting way to put it uh i gotta get you a couple of hitters here about edmonton stuff Derek ryan re-signs for a couple of years uh, under a million bucks represented himself didn't have an agent um what do you think of Derek coming back to the Oilers? I, I think that's a great signing, and I think that's a great job by Derek to represent himself. Uh, I don't think he left any money on the table. He's an important part of that team when you look at you know centering that fourth line, uh, and to pay a guy nine hundred grand a year for two years, uh, I think that it really gives you the depth you need. As you can tell in my vote, my voice and my tone, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I really started to really understand his game when he spent some time here with the flames and he that's a guy that just really understands the game of hockey and how he needs to play it calgary has a new coach it is uh it is ryan huska who's obviously been with the organization for a while yeah he's gonna be great you know i've had the luxury of uh, being around ryan for a number of years now and uh, i just get to see him work you know behind the scenes and uh just to talk to him He's a really bright, thoughtful guy, and uh, I'm really happy for him. I didn't know if he was going to get a chance. Uh, you know, it, you, you never know when you're in that uh, assistant coach role if you can head into the head coach uh, job in the same organization. You know, oftentimes it's looked at as though, yeah, you can go be a head coach elsewhere, but it's very difficult to be uh, promoted from assistant coach in the same organization because players see you differently. and your role as a head coach is different than as an assistant coach, right? So there's going to be a little bit of a give and take for uh, Huska and the players and vice versa. Can you contrast Kelly Rudy's off season training as a broadcaster versus as a player? <laughs> yes. One was extensive and one is non-existent. How's that? <laughs> That's, that's great. Calories in, calories out. I guess that's, that's <laughs> a little bit of golf. Don and I are headed to uh, my happy place. I call it Predator Ridge in July, and our kids and uh, their husbands and our grandkids are going to come see us for a while. So we're going to have a, a great, great summer. And I hope the same for you, Reed. I got to I got to tell you a quick story because Richard Zokel was uh, he's on with me oh, twice yeah. in the past week. First of all, when the live uh, sure. stuff yep. happened. And yep. then Monday after Taylor won. And you'll oh, love cool. this because you and I often talk about the mental side of the game. And yes. Zoko said in 1987 at the Canadian Open, he was in the final pairing with Curtis Strange. And of course, Curtis Strange won the tournament. And Zoko said, you know, we're on the first tee. Yeah. I knew that he was going to beat me. Strange knew that I knew he was going to beat me. Wow. I knew that he knew that I knew he was going to beat me. <laughs> talk about a mental edge for Curtis Strange. <laughs> I've never heard that, and I see Richard out there uh, every summer, so I'm going to have to bring that up with him, and uh, maybe we can have a beer and he'll share a little bit more with me. That's an amazing story, Reed. Cool. Yeah, he's got some good stuff. Okay, Kelly, hey, man, an honor to have you on the show. Another incredible season. Enjoy the summer with your family, and we'll talk again soon. You got it. Thanks, Reed. Have a great summer, my friend. That is Kelly Rudy, courtesy Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian Store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. A pleasure to have him on Inside Sports.
subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, Kellen, I believe that that is Set Me Free by Velvet Revolver. Correct. From the movie that is now 20 years old, Hulk. Wow, thanks for making me feel uh, old, Reed. Uh, that, well, that's the one. What's the guy's name? Eric Banna. I just had to double-check that. Eric Banna. Eric Banna, yeah. As uh, Hulk. Jennifer Connelly was in that. Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, Eric Banna, a big car guy. So that's why I've, I've, I know of him very well from the motorsports world. And that's oh, he is has he really? done some 24-hour racing in the past, yes. And then they made The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton mm-hmm. as the Hulk. I think Ed Norton's a great actor. And then eventually, uh, Mark, is it Mark Ruffalo or Ruffalo? Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo became Hulk. Like Buffalo, but Ruffalo. <laughs> he's, he's almost a Buffalo. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Set Me Free by Velvet Revolver. Good band. Because so that was basically Guns N' Roses. With, with Scott the, Weiland, the guy the from Stone, Stone Temple, Temple Pilots, Pilots yes. who has since yeah. passed. I believe yes. he had some uh, drug issues, unfortunately, mm. that led to his uh, his life coming to an end. Anyway, that's a good track. That's a good album, uh, Contraband. by that, That's my album of the night. Set Me Free, uh, or sorry, Contraband mm-hmm. by Velvet Revolver. 780-496-0063. What do we have, Kellen? Okay, we are going to uh, see how good your Spider-Man B villain Well, people uh, are texting in villain descriptions. Texting. All right, this is yes. the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> okay, Luca texts in and says, Spider-Man villain guy with white suit, white tie. That's not positive. Mr. Negative. There you go. That is, that is Mr. Negative. <laughs> yes. Who, I, I know. I have not read any of the Mr. Negative comics, um, but he was in the uh, Spider-Man video game that came out a few years ago. Ah, cool. Very good. Very, very good. We got an unknown text. Actually, this one is from Skip. Sorry, Skip. I have to add your name. Are, to no, the, people have to put in the right answer, though, so you know it, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Because I think, I'm pretty sure that's Mr. Negative, yeah. Yes, yeah, and and you'd be correct, yes. So, there we go. Uh, this this is from Skip. This Spider-Man villain might have literally been a son of a beach. B-E-A-C-H. Oh, uh, Sandman, Sandman. Yes. It has to be Sandman. Into that's Sandman, good, there Well, go. those are good. Those, you guys are good. I, I like that. That's like a Jeopardy question. This Spider-Man villain might have been a son of a beach. Exactly. So there and we he go. sort of worked in our profanity angle that we were talking about earlier. Sort of. That's very good. Yeah. Way. Very good. Definitely. Those were good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, one more. Here oh from- wow! There's even more. I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> we, got, we got one more. I thought this was going to get exactly zero texts. <laughs> we got one more for this time around here, Reed. Just because we're fighting the clock here from Castle Downs Dan. Love him. Uh, he says, "Hey, Reed, Santa Dan loves six forty Chad and the Elks, and uh, hopes they kicked a reindeer." droppings out of those darned lions <laughs> that's the best cussing santa could do ho 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 well that's, castle downs dan santa i hope your vacation is going well we'll talk to you again in december that, when that's, you start work that's i guess pretty, <laughs> pretty good the hopes that they kick the reindeer droppings out of the bc lions that's uh pretty good those I, darned I, lions. I, I do appreciate we have some very creative and, and uh, humorous listeners i i do appreciate that mm-hmm. 780-496-0000 I was interested to hear Kelly Rudy say that it, he doesn't really like it when these teams come out after the season. No, this guy was hurt. This guy, uh, you know, only has three toes. This guy, uh, <laughs> this guy has a dislocated kneecap. 
this guy's knee is where his elbow should be. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. Marty Baron, we played a clip from earlier. He had an interesting clip on postseason injuries. If we have time, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on. A lot to talk about with basketball in the city, well, and in the country. We got we got a Canadian uh, NBA champion, Paul Sir, will visit with us after the seven o'clock news. It's Inside Sports on Chet.